1: Hello, lovely humans. I'm Wyo Lee, and you are listening to Sex Stories, a podcast where it's safe to celebrate our sexy selves and share all kinds of dirty details in an effort to replace judgment and shame and blame with curiosity, compassion, and deep listening, so that we may all lead better-laid lives. Our guest today is a bisexual African-American woman in her 40s. She's a switch, she's into shibari, and is a Japanophile, so can you say the other word, the proper word? Also, she's into strength, sadomasochism, spanking. She's partnered currently with a man, a UX professional working in government from Texas, currently living in the UK. Welcome, Jez. Hello. Thank you for having me. <laughs> so excited to dive into everything. So excited to have you here. If you had to rate yourself on a sexual shame meter right now, with 1 being shameless, 10 being super full of shame, where do you fall today?
0: uh I would say probably about an eight <laughs> okay
1: that's actually really high I know that's really high <laughs> can you tell us a little bit why
0: yeah I grew up in the bible belt so there's like loads of stuff that comes with that yeah so in my childhood I was very quiet and that happened. I think my mom said I stopped talking. She said I used to talk a blue streak until I was five. And I'll go into that in a minute. But yeah, it's it's more just growing up in the South, in, in the States and to Christian school for the first four grades. And then I went to Catholic school through a high school. After high school, I kind of went, what do I want to do with my religious self? So I thought I'm... Gonna be Catholic. Oh wait, no, I'm not gonna be Catholic. I'm gonna be Christian. I'm gonna. No, I'm not. Gonna, you know, it was just I kind of went back and forth between that, and then I wound up teaching Sunday school for a while. Uh, what? And I was very, active. yeah, I was, totally, <laughs> I was very active in my church up until recently with COVID and all that stuff. Okay. But I'm just not very active at the moment only because COVID. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's it's mainly about just Christianity and and all that stuff. It's more about the first time I ever had anything to do about sex so when I was five I was outside playing and there was a little boy next door he was about six he had blonde hair I remember that and blue eyes and he comes I'm just outside in front of the side you know on the sidewalk and he comes up to me he goes do you want to fuck and I look at him and I'm like what's that he goes well come here and I'll show you so he takes me and we go and we get into the back of I think it was my brother's car and he Tech quote unquote showed me what it was. Of course, there's just, you know, nothing, no penetration, just wiggling around kind right. of thing. But he pulled his pants down. I pulled my pants or pants down. And and then in the middle of all this, I think his sister, his older sister, she was probably fifteen, sixteen, uh, knocks on the window with two little girls. So she's standing there with two little girls, probably seven, maybe. I don't even know. Maybe, I think one of them was younger than me. Oh and she was like, oh, I see you. You're going to get in trouble. I'm going to go tell your sister. I'm going to tell your mom. Because I think she was a, um, a friend of my sister's, if I remember correctly. And I was absolutely terrified. But, like, you know, I'm thinking, I'm five. I don't know anything. Yeah. I've never heard the word fuck before in my life. What do I know? Yeah. And I'm absolutely terrified. And later on, many, many years later, I, I wrote about it. Well, many years later, probably about five years later or so, I got a journal. And I asked my I asked for a diary with a lock on it, but they gave me a journal that didn't have a lock on it. So I wrote it down. That was the first thing I wrote. And my dad found it and he read it and he called me and um, my best friend at the time into the living room and said, is this true? And and I was like, yes. (laughs) So he made me go back into my bedroom and pray about it. I was like, oh, no. You know, so, you know, that's kind of been that was my introduction to. Wow, shame, <laughs> and, and just, so that's where I got the shame from that very first incident, yeah,
1: holy cow. For a quick little contrast, can you give us a little overview of what your sex life is like right now?
0: It's very experimental, exploratory, and the guy I'm with at the moment, he is very vanilla, very hetero, and he has never done anything unusual until he met me, and we've we've been together for about what three years I think okay so yeah so around about three years ago is when all of this stuff started all of my not my interest into kink but my actual foray into kink because I'd always thought about it or maybe not always thought about it I, I there was something always in the back of my mind about oh something's different something yes. I'm different sexually and I want to go and explore but I'm, I don't know what to do or I'm too afraid to do it so now it's very exploratory and we do a lot of things so for instance we had a, a UX section section (laughs) a U (laughs) a U section there you go (laughs) um and in this it was really fun because I put up a you know paper on the wall and I had all these pictures of because I was I'm still learning about rope and kimbaku Shivari as he says and how to tie so i had like images up on the wall ties and things like that and so i could just refer to them when he came over and i gave him all these strict instructions of how to do it and or how to come you know when he came over how to prepare to come over and we got there he came over and there's this wall of paper on the wall (laughs) it was fun
1: are you monogamous with him
0: yes but the nature of being bisexual is (laughs) non-monogamy <laughs> that's what
1: i was gonna ask about okay. okay you just
0: can't do that so i told him that i'm bisexual he has no problems with that because one of the things that he really wants to do and he's never done yet is have a threesome with another yes. woman and i was like oh yeah sure i'll find a woman for you. So it's very difficult to find another woman it's very difficult to find anybody at the moment obviously yes. but um it's at the moment we're kind of having discussions about ethical non-monogamy and i'm just saying you know this is how it might work. And he, he would have more of an issue with me being a, with a man than he would a woman. With, he doesn't have any qualms about me being with another woman at all, none. But with a man, he would get jealous or anything like that. So we're discussing it. And he's never even thought about ethical nominality right. or anything like that. So I'm just bringing it up, saying it might be a possibility.
1: I said, but at the moment, you don't have anything to worry about because I'm looking for a woman. <laughs>
0: <laughs> How
1: often do you guys get to have sex right now?
0: Um, He comes, he's in my bubble. We see each other, we see each other quite a lot. Probably once, if not twice a week. Nice. And he always comes over here. He'll come over every now and then, but it's fun because we switch. We don't switch that often. So I'm with a man, I'm more submissive leaning, okay. depending on the man. Now he's very submissive, although he would tell you he's dominant. <laughs> but he, he likes the whole. He's very submissive. Mm -hmm. He just is. And so when he doms me, he's very sensual in Mm -hmm. his dominance. Mm -hmm. And so that that submission translates into his dominance, which is interesting. No,
1: that's that's my favorite thing about it is there is such a cyclical it's a power exchange. And so you actually can't have a fully dominant person if there's not that balance. When you say he is has these submissive tendencies, is that more in his regular life or is it also in the bedroom? Like is it part of it?
0: I think both in his regular life and in the bedroom, because I can, uh, whenever he talks about you know, some of the situations he gets in at work or yeah. situations that he gets in with his kids, it sounds very much like, dude, you need to yeah. go and do, yeah. don't just sit back and let it happen to you, go and do something. And I'm always going, I'm pushing him, going, come on, come on. <laughs> but yeah, so in but especially in the bedroom, it's really funny because when he gives me, okay, we have these little things, we'll, we'll, uh, we use the app called Between. Mm-hmm. and he will send me, not me, but my little self, he'll send her instructions on what to do and what to wear, the makeup and all that. And so, yeah, that's that's kind of fun. And he'll give me all these instructions. And then sometimes I'll have to write him back and go, I don't think you thought about this. Because he'll say, put all this makeup on. But then... Put a blindfold on me and close your eyes and, or, or, just, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or go, go lay down first, face first in the bed. I'm like, well, that doesn't, why should I wear makeup if I'm going to get it all smeared up <laughs> on my bed? me sense.
1: <laughs> okay. So, I yeah, just yeah. have to say, I adore your practical streak because I have one too. And anytime mm-hmm. things don't make sense, it's like I need things to line up a little bit so I know we're on the same page and I know that I'm not the only yeah. one thinking about the thing. So I just, yeah. How does he take it when you say these things? Oh,
0: he'll. He takes a minute and he'll think about how to come back as master. And so, because he, I asked him when when we first started all this, I said, You can pick whatever you want. If you want me to call you, sir, you want to be called you master. He wanted to be called master. I said, Okay, fine. So, he'll take a second and think about it and and reply to me as master and go. And sometimes he'll reprimand me for even saying anything to him in the first place. (laughs) He's like, You will be punished when I get them. (laughs) Okay.
1: (laughs) So sorry. (laughs) Not. (laughs) <laughs> I love that. What does he call you?
0: He calls me Little Usagi. What does that mean? Which is, Usagi is Japanese for rabbit.
1: How did you choose that? I love that.
0: Okay, so this is a fun story. When I was dating my now ex-husband, because I'm divorced, we, we got divorced like six years ago. Um, when I was dating him, he took me to Don Pablo's. I don't even know if that's still around anymore. I think it is. But anyway, he wrote, he gave me the napkin test is what I call it. And it's, it's where you, he wrote down three different things, no, write down your three favorite animals. And then he drew like a waveform at the bottom of it. What does that make you think of? And my favorite animal was a rabbit and I had a horse and I think I had an ocelot or something like that. And then I had to describe the personalities for each one of those. And I did. And he says, okay, at the end, he told me what it was so the first one was this is how you see yourself this is how you the second one was how other people see you the third one is how you really are and the last one which was the waveform was your sex life and for that I wrote absolutely totally unforgiving <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so the the Usagi came from that because that's my favorite animal.
1: (laughs) Can I ask, because I just got an email from someone who's listened to a handful of the pods and has a big, huge problem with me talking about my master, specifically because of the history of slavery in the United States. Can I Mm -hmm. ask how it feels as a African-American woman to call someone master?
0: I love it because I know that when I am in the submissive position that I'm the one holding the reins yeah I'm the one in charge and I can say what goes and what doesn't and and he knows that and it's that and that kind of feeds into another one of my kinks which is not CSS uniforms oh my god really Girl. okay so yeah I was at a, a friend's Halloween party I'm there dressed as a yellow Lego and I saw this guy dressed as a Nazi. And I mean, like I said, he's he's not anybody I would even give the time of day to on the street if I'd seen him outside of this uniform. But he had that uniform on and I made a beeline to his ass. Okay, I walked I walked straight up to him and I said, hello. And he looked at me and went, hi, because I'm five nine. He was probably five six. (laughs) And, And I just it was so funny because. I just looked at him, and after he said hi, I just locked lips with him. I just started making out with him right then and there. He was just, oh, my God, I can't believe this. He was looking around the room at other people going, what the hell? (laughs) But that was the very first time that it happened to me. I didn't realize it was that big of a thing until I actually saw Because my dad always, when I grew up, when I was growing up, my dad was like, don't ever go to Germany never go to Germany. I went, okay, you know, that right. sort of thing, because he's like, they'll keep you. He also told me not to go to the zoo because they would keep me, but, you know. <laughs> okay. Being, being very cautious. But he was like, don't ever. So that was kind of drilled into me. Yeah. Just, you know, Germany, Nazis, very bad, blah, blah, blah. Hitler, very bad. You know, I hated it. I hated everything he did and all that stuff. But those uniforms, honey, and the fact that I can't, I'm not supposed to be able to have the person who wears that uniform? Yeah. Oh, well, hell no. No, no, you ain't telling me that. And it's the same thing kind of with priests as well. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And it's funny because every time I say that now, somebody goes, Did you see Fleabag? And I'm like, Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: Because yeah. <laughs> I think part of it is because I went to Catholic Church and I was always into the occult. I, di- I didn't do anything in it, but I was very interested in it. I studied it. And So yeah. I was like, hmm. And priests don't like demons, so you know, ooh.
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> I, oh, the priest, and you know, ooh, that's exciting. So, if it's the more forbidden, it is the more I want it. So, Nazis and priests are definitely up there. Uh-huh. <laughs>
1: okay so let's jump back to your younger years and fill in the gaps of like how we got there oh but first i want to know did you have you ever been with anyone in a priest costume i'm assuming not an actual priest but anyone donning the collar i don't think so okay no not yet okay let's go back to your early years do you remember getting a proper sex talk ever or having sex ed in school okay so sex was Not
0: really discussed in my house. I think the sex talk I remember is you tell those boys that if they want to touch you or they want to kiss you, you better tell them to keep their thing in their pants. And that's the the phrase that I remember. (laughs) It's so (laughs) funny. Like, okay, I'll do that. Not a problem. But consent never really came into it. It was more, I don't think I really got that I was able to say you can or can't. Mm. It was because I was told just don't you know, don't let them touch you. Don't let them do anything. Don't let them kiss you. Nothing. Yeah. So there was that. I remember some stuff where my sisters, so I'm the baby of the family and I've got two older sisters. And one of my sisters was talking to me and she was, and this is probably in college, I think. So well after I'd been interested in sex and and doing some stuff. And she was like, yeah, just don't wake it up. Once you wake it up, that's it. It's over. (laughs) like don't is in other words don't have sex don't do anything with boys because once you
1: start it's so hard to stop and yeah she was right <laughs> so did you follow her advice when did you start fooling around with other people well i think when she told me that i was uh, it was in college so i'd already been you'd already been doing stuff anyway ooh okay yeah so... but when
0: i was younger it was more don't and keep that thing in their hands and you know if anybody touches you then run away. I I don't think I heard anybody say, come tell me if something happened. They probably did. My mom probably did. Mm. Yeah. But my dad was always, don't ever let a man tell you, you can't do anything kind of thing. So not not that that's a sexual thing, but it was kind of, that was his his advice to me. (laughs) It gives you an idea of how much he talked to me about that, which didn't ever happen apart from
1: one, when he caught me in the, when he found my journal. (laughs) So when did you start touching yourself and or other people like what was your actual foyer into your sex life
0: right so when I was a kid so when I was four or five I remember being in the bed I was in my parents bed they put me down for a nap and I woke up and nobody else, no one else was there it was just me and I had slid down the bed somehow or whatever and I was on my stomach and I just went oh I'll pull myself up so I pulled myself up and I was like <gasps> oh that was cool <laughs> I like that feeling. Let's do that again. <laughs> so for the longest time, and I now I know that I was having orgasms, but yeah. they were, you know, at that point in time, because I'm five, they were more like a mini release. Yeah. Not really like the big screaming, oh my God, kind yeah. of thing. For the longest time after that. That was just it, and I would that's how I would quote unquote, touch myself. I'd never ever touched myself. I always like did pull-ups. the monkey bar challenge at school. I always won because I was, could hang on the longest. Thank you very much. <laughs> but yeah, doing pull-ups in p e and I would just do hanging off the monkey bars sometimes after school, I would just go hang off the monkey bars just so I could ha- feel that feeling. And sometimes if I went to the bathroom, like between classes, I would hang on the the wall of the stall. I'd go into the bathroom, into the stall closed door and hang just so I could feel it.
1: Wait, what did it feel made. like? Like what was, what was getting stimulated or what felt good about that position? The, it was very clitoral. Okay. Because even though I'm not touching anything, nothing was touching my clit at all. It was okay. more
0: the muscle, just like sheer muscle control, I think. Whoa. So just that squeezing that. Yeah. And it just felt like once the orgasm happened or the release, yeah. it's just a pumping kind of my clit pulsed and, you know, did that I and mean, it was nice. <laughs> and it's just like mm, okay. And I'm just gonna stay there. And so when now when I have orgasms, that's what happens. My body will. St- I'll yeah. just stop moving. I will freeze and I will just clench everything. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. i fall blood because I'm. You know, that's one of the things that I do is I hold my partner yeah. really tightly, and that's the best way to, for me to come is to hold them really tightly. Sometimes, <laughs> and if they happen to be eating me out at the time, <laughs> they're, they're like. Some air,
1: please. (laughs) I love that. That's amazing. (laughs) You gotta make sure you don't accidentally snap a neck or something. (laughs) That's so cool. Okay, so how did you transition from that feel good exploration to purposeful touching of yourself? I don't think I actually
0: touched myself to masturbate until I was in college and my Mm. boyfriend asked me to do it. Cool. Because
1: I was always just like, ew, that's gross. I'm not doing that. No, thanks. Oh, do that. where'd you get the idea that it was gross?
0: Probably church, Catholic, growing up in a Catholic school. They tell you masturbation is bad, that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's probably where that came from. But yeah, I was just always gross. And then he, he asked me to do it. He also asked me to have quote unquote, have sex
1: with my car, the parking brake.
0: <laughs> and I was like, no, I'm not doing that. And then he looked at me and went,
1: come on. And
0: I said, okay, fine. <laughs> What do you
1: mean, have sex with your parking
0: brake? Like, so you know the parking brake, the on older cars, uh huh. Pull the it one up, you pull up, it's that, and so yeah. I he asked me to just do that, and I said okay.
1: <laughs> but for I was like, no, 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 no. Did you go inside, or were you just like humping it? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm like, I know, right? <laughs> okay, so these are the types of things that I'm like. I think I know what they're talking about, but let's just make sure. Oh my god yeah that's kind yeah. of amazing it was just it was so weird
0: because it's very rigid yeah. and it was it painful if you didn't move in the right direction yeah. <laughs> so I was like okay I'm done <laughs> <laughs> he just sat there watching me and I was like "Yeah." Cool.
1: so was this your first like partner that you kind of did explorations with or when did you start doing partnered things I want to say that
0: partner is so fluid for yeah. me
1: yeah I
0: can't actually tell you when I lost my virginity, when my sexual debut was. I couldn't, I couldn't even tell you. I have no idea. I know when I was five, there was the little boy next door. Mm-hmm. And then, oh yeah, he pimped me out as well to like two other kids in the neighborhood. And he was like, yeah, yeah, come over here. So I remember we were standing in the garage and the three of us were talking, or sorry, the four of us, because it was him and the two of them and me, we were all talking. And yeah, he was like, oh, he would tell them what we did in the car. And so he's like, okay, now you go and do it. And so we'd go sneak around the corner and we'd have a hump against the wall and we'd leave and, or, you know, and the other one would come and we'd hump against the wall, that kind of thing. And then one of them, I think he didn't like me because one day he brought me over to his house and said, okay, stand right here. I'll be right back. So I stood outside on the sidewalk. He told me to stand in the exact spot. I'm, I'm going to follow orders. because mm-hmm, that's what I do. Mm-hmm. He went into the uh, house and he was gone for a long time. Time and I'm like itching, going, Oh, my legs just start itching. And I look down and there's ants crawling all over my legs and I hightailed at home. That's just, oh, oh
2: I no, looked.
0: I never saw him again after that. Good, but, good call, good call. But one of the other ones I did, i he would come around and oh my god, I remember, oh my gosh, we went into the backyard. So in our backyard, we had like two dogs and then we had this big, huge, empty backyard so the dogs could run around. Mm-hmm. And off one corner, there was a what is it like a Shay's lounge one of those things that you could just lay down lie back and sun on and he went he and I the little boy next door went and did it quote unquote on that but we had a sheet over us and it was like the middle of the day my mom could have walked anywhere near there and saw what was going on <laughs> but she didn't she's you know she's caught me doing stuff before but uh, since then but um
1: what did she catch you doing yeah <laughs> So there was another, oh, how old was I? We'd moved
0: to a different house. So I was probably eight. And there was a girl across the street who had cousins and they were boy cousins. And one of her boy cousins came over to my house and I wanted to come swing in the backyard with me. And my mom was like, okay, we'll stay where I can see you. Okay, fine. We were on that swing for about five minutes. And then we got off and he pushed me against the wall under, I think it was my sister's bedroom window. And he was humping on me and kissing on me and everything. And I was like, ooh. And then my mom opens that very window and goes, Where are you? I'm like, Where? And we, you know, he runs out and I run out. because goes, What are y'all doing? Swinging? No, you weren't. <laughs> <laughs> so she made him go home. She had me come in the house and she was like, What were you doing? Swinging, really? Uh huh. Not when I saw you. I said, okay. Well, you better not be doing anything. And that, you know, that was kind of the extent of it. You yeah. know, I couldn't go anywhere the rest of the day. I had to stay in my room. Right. That was it. Yeah. First start partner type. So I guess you'd say if you want penetrative sex, I see, I don't even know because yeah. like I said, I couldn't tell you my first because I had a best friend and she had a brother who was in high school. We were probably 10 or 11 at the time. And I used to spend the night at her house all all the time all the time and he liked me and I'm like why because I'm like I'm a little kid you're in high school what do you want with me but anyway he liked me so when I one night I spent the night at her house and he woke me up and said hey come back and I went back to his room and he showed me what you know he tried to have sex with me and and he tried to put it I think it may have been he tried it probably two or three different times as in two different days I mean but there was one time I remember it was really, really painful, like he was trying to get in, but I don't think he did. Mm-hmm. So I'm not I couldn't tell you if that was my first time and I don't know. Wow. Um, but I remember he was my first blowjob. Oh, God. And we I remember sitting in the living room in his house. He was sitting on the sofa and I was on the floor in front of him. And there was a it, this is a, before I knew anything about semen and pre-cum and all that stuff. Apparently there was pre-cum on his cock and I sucked it and I was like, wow, what the hell is that? And I'm thinking, oh, and then, you know, also I said, okay, so he, he's holding my head and trying to push me and show me what to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm, you know, doing the motions and everything. And, and he came out of my mouth and I just was like, um, so I'm holding my mouth with my big chipmunk cheeks because I didn't know what to do with it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what do I do? So I got up and I went to the bathroom and I spit it out. Yep. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's gross. I was like, people do that? Ew. I did. At first, I was like, did he just pee in my mouth? No, yeah. No, no. Because yeah. it, it, it was too thick. I thought, surely that's not what it is. It's got to be the other thing. Yeah. And I think at the time, yeah, I don't think I'd had, we didn't have the sex ed talk at school then. Mm-hmm. I think it was shortly after that that we did. and And that was when I was, oh, well, maybe we did. Because it, I was 11. So it might have been. That's probably why I did realize what it was. Okay. Yeah. Because I remember we had the we had our sex talk. The little nurse, the Catholic school nurse, came in and put the boys and the girls and sat down and said, okay, this is the penis. This is the vagina. This is the maxi pad. Oh, my God. The maxi pads they, they gave out in <laughs> class at the time. Oh, my God. They were like huge. A, They were an inch thick and they had string on them, so you could tie. I was like, "What? What? You could tie it around your waist or something." I was like, "What?" And they had, uh, there was that one, and there was there were the really fat ones that had the adhesive as well. But that one big fat one, I thought, "Oh my god!" And I never even saw one like that until I had my daughter. That they gave you, they gave me that at the at the hospital.
1: Whoa. Okay. So to revisit that experience with your friend's brother. When I hear you talk about it, it sounds like you were into it. Or did you feel like you were coerced? I think I was more excited about, I was just, just curious. Yeah.
0: That's probably what it was. It wasn't that I was into it. I I mean, I don't remember feeling sexual about it. There wasn't any, Ooh, I'm turned on. It was more, this is interesting. Yeah, What's going to happen next? And there was one night I told my best friend, I said, Hey, this is what's going on. I said, well, and I spent the night and I said, well, what happens is when when he comes to get me, I'll knock on. I'll, I'll let you know and I'll leave the door open so you can come watch. <laughs> so I had left the door open a crack and she came and she looked she peeked through. And this is the night that I remember that he was actually trying to get it in. And it oh really gosh. And it did. And um, yeah, that was funny.
1: When did you start to understand your bisexuality and how? Ooh understanding
0: it probably in high school but i all my early experiences i had have, have always involved both sexes men women boys and girls i should say because at that time we didn't have all the the different gender fluids this and that one you know mm-hmm. so it was just girls and that was it so yeah i had some female i had a female cousin who was older than i was she was probably a teenager and i was maybe seven or eight Mm -hmm. and she would come and touch me and and kiss me and stuff like that and it's all now that I'm thinking about it a lot of this stuff that's happened to me I would probably consider a lot of people would probably consider a sexual abuse Mm -hmm. just because ages of the people involved doing it to me Mm -hmm. so it's her my best friend whose brother I was just talking about she and I would always play we were best friends from time I was six I think so we would always play Barbies and stuff like that and we would touch each other and we would lay in the bed i remember one time oh my gosh we had literally just i think i just got off of her i was on top of her we would do the humping thing yeah and i was just gotten off of her and laid next to her in the bed under the covers and her brother opened the door so what are y'all doing nothing
1: <laughs> oh my god <gosh. laughs>
0: yeah we did oh it, yeah, we were always on each other and touching each other. And then I had another friend, another female friend we would do that. We would do stuff with and just kiss and touch. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to think of, but when I was in high school, one of my best friends it was just beautiful. Oh my God, she was just beautiful. And I didn't, I, wow, you know, I didn't know what to do with that. I just enjoyed looking at her and wanted to be around her, but I didn't, I never did anything with her. And then in college, when I got my, my college boyfriend, we would always have sex. We were, he and I were just crazy. We we had sex in all kinds of fun places, and, which I'll tell you about in a minute. But one time, she, my best friend was coming to visit and she was actually going to stay with her boyfriend. She was going to go see her boyfriend and her mother didn't approve. So she told her mom that she was going to stay with me. Mm-hmm. So she actually did that first night and her mom called she knew she would and she, she talked she was there got to talk to her all that stuff, but my boyfriend and I were in the room and she came in or whatever, and we just happened to have a threesome it just happened and it was like, oh, this is amazing so uh, that was the first no, I take that back I take that back <laughs> okay, so the first time I had oral sex with a woman was with my best friend, and we were at her house, and her mom was in the other room, and we were in her bedroom, oh my god and I have no idea how this even started, but we were talking about sex, and she was one of the first few people that I would just talk about sex with, and we were always, you know, ooh, what about this? Because she would tell me about the stuff she would do with a boyfriend and this and that, and and I just said, I think I said this to her, I think I said, I really, really think that you are so beautiful. And I think she was having problems. That must have been what it was. Mm. Oh, wow. Mm. I've been racking my brain trying to remember this all week. But she was having problems with her boyfriend and I was just, I was the shoulder to cry on. And it, one thing led to another and she was sitting in her bed and I just kissed her and I gently, you know, she, everything was consensual. She wasn't, she didn't say she didn't want to. And I just looked at her and said, are you okay? And she said, "Yeah." So I just said, okay. And so I went in and did it. I licked her pussy. It was the most amazing thing I'd ever experienced in my life. And it was the one and only time in my life that my brain actually shut off. It shut. When I was done, I didn't have anything on my mind. I was just completely at peace. I went, oh, my God, this is amazing. So that's probably when I understood exactly the nature of my bisexuality. And that, you know, in that moment of like, this is what I've been missing. This is what I have wanted. That's beautiful. Oh, so amazing. I wish everybody's first,
1: you
2: know, same-sex experience could be
1: like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Lovers, this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. If you are listening to this, you are probably like me and you love sex. And you also know that fantastic sex takes more than just a boner. But if that's all that's missing in your connection with your partner, check out bluechew.com. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever the opportunity arises. You know, that's my favorite. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online, so no visits to the doctor's office, no dealing with the awkwardness that exists because physicians are not often given great guidance about how to talk about sensitive personal things like boner softness, plus no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Blue tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet pack. With Blue Chew, penis owners everywhere are excited to see the postman because when your package has arrived, your package has arrived. And you know I love a good package. And I have to say, am I allowed to say this? It was very hot when I had a partner who I already had a good, trusting, open relationship. He'd been working on his anxiety, cutting down on screens, meditating, he quit smoking, he started exercising regular, cutting out processed foods, all of that stuff. He was just of a certain age and I'll just say, The night that he told me he was making his package arrive, it was a very super hot extra layer of turn on for me personally. So if it's for you, this is a super convenient resource. Blue Chew wants to help you have better sex. Discover your options at BlueChew.com, chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code LOVER at checkout. You just pay $5 for shipping. That's BlueChew.com promo code LOVER to receive your first month free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And thank you to BlueChew for sponsoring the podcast. What happened afterward? Did you ever talk about it again? Did you ever do it again? Yeah, we did. We we came
0: to, we were best friends for a long time after that, very long time after that. And we did things together. And this is I was talked about earlier when I talked about my, a threesome with my boyfriend. She came over and we had a threesome with her. And this was um, awesome. Oh, my God. The first time we had a threesome with her was amazing. She's this little petite girl. Oh, she's gorgeous. She's just, oh, she's like from, from one of the Virgin Islands. Mm. And she's just stuck. very petite, very, very small breast. I, in my dorm room, I was sitting on the bed and the only light on was the light above the sink, which was behind and just to the left or the right of them. So it was kind of mm. sidelighting. <gasps> he was behind her and he's like five. He's about an inch taller than I am. So he's like 5'11", 5'10", 5'11". And she's what five five, I think. And he was standing behind her. And she was just standing there, locked her eyes with mine, and did not let go. And he played with her nipples. And it was the most erotic thing I'd ever seen. It was just like, oh, I'm just gonna come right now. Oh my God. <laughs> Yeah, and then we just we he brought her over to me. I kissed her, I touched her, and it we just went from there. And the cool thing about it is that when when we were together, it was I could touch her and kiss her and he could touch her and kiss her. And it, we could all three be very fluid with each other. Whereas I think the first female, female, male threesome I had was with another friend. So we had just come back from a friend's wedding, which was an hour away. Okay. And we had to drive an hour to get back to my dorm room. Well, on the way, we stopped, We got so horny, we had to stop and have sex. We, and I'm dressed just- you know i have got all this stuff I had thigh highs on and everything you know in a suit, and we just jumped in the back this junker and he's you know fuck in the back seat. It was hot anyway, we got back in the car, drove back to school, round up seeing my friend in the hallway and said, "Hey, you want to come hang out so yeah she's like, "Sure, no problem." and if we're talking and and she was very she is like she's still one of my best friends today, and she's very, very in your face about sex. Mm. So it, everybody on campus knew who she was. And if you didn't have, it, it, we there was a joke, you were either afraid of her or you just wanted every part of her. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. She's amazing. We went into my room and for whatever reason, she was talking, oh yeah, if y'all want to have sex right now, go ahead. And I thought, oh no, we just did. She's like, okay. But I said, I want to get changed. So I started changing. I would change in front of her all the time. Mm-hmm. But she'd never seen me in a suit or any of that stuff. And I took off my skirt and I had the thigh highs on. And she was just like, ow. And we both, we all looked at each other and went, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is going to be interesting. <laughs> mm. So she goes, oh my God, I've never, she, and up until that point, she described, She these are her words. She said, I would have described myself as tragically heterosexual until the day I saw Jez in thigh highs. (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) And so now she's, you know, she's bisexual. But yeah, she, (laughs) we've had lots of fun together, the two of us.
1: (laughs) Ongoing, like throughout the years? Yeah. Oh, I love that. I'd like to hear some more details about your body. So we heard that you clench when you're coming. Can you tell us more about what your pussy likes? Okay, so pretty much anything. She <laughs> a lot. i call her Regina. <laughs> <laughs> Why?
0: Why? How'd you get Regina? It sounded like vagina. <laughs> oh my god. G I N A part yes. at the end of it. <laughs> and it's queen. Yes. <laughs> she can take a lot. She can take a lot. So for instance. I don't have to touch myself to have an orgasm. I can completely do it hands-free. Uh, there have been times where I sat in class and did it, and no one was the wiser. I sat at a cafe with my friend, who I'll call her Emily, and John. And I was sitting at the cafe in the cafeteria one day, and I said, Yeah, I can have an orgasm right here. They're like, No, I said, Yeah, go ahead. So I did it. and you wouldn't
1: know because it's just me sitting apart from maybe
0: I might inhale deeply at one point and that's it what
1: do you do inside like what can you put words to that yeah I have to I have to go into a space where I am
0: thinking about sexual things not necessarily visualizing anything but just in a sexual headspace Mm -hmm. so I focus and I what it feels like in my head is when i close my eyes i focus down in a v and i get down into my clit and i can feel that area and every now and then i'll clint or do like a kegel kind of thing and just keep doing that and then i'll come it'll just it, again it's kind of that muscle control that i learned when i was five that's kind so of thing so just like now if i masturbate i don't masturbate very often i prefer another person mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can take a lot. Um, sometimes I will. Oh, my God. Okay. I have the worst case of cock envy ever. Oh, tell us. Yes. Like, when I masturbate now, and it's been like this, and I found I have a lust list, and I wrote this in like 2012. But on that list is that something that said, and I'm, I masturbate like I have a cock. So what I do is I don't touch myself at all, but I'll put my hand down there, and I will do the motion. And I'm not touching, nothing is touching, That's but so cool. it gets me off. I will have an orgasm just, and I can have a really strong one just like that, just because there's something about having i I'm like, Ooh, I want to have a cock. So when I'm with a partner, a male body partner, who's got a lovely penis, I will, some, I'll oftentimes either s- sit facing him or sit away. I like to sit away because then yeah. the penis is facing the right way and I'll have it, have his penis on against my clit and I'll jack him off. And that is the hottest thing! Oh
1: my god, that's so it. fucking <laughs> cool! It's
0: so amazing. I love it. So Regina can, like I said, she can take a lot. She also she likes teeth. Um, I know a lot of people are like, oh my god, don't put teeth anywhere near me. But um, gently, mm-hmm. you can nibble on mm-hmm. her. You you can suck on her like you would a cock, and you can suck on her really strongly. Cool. Sign. I love the pain of the 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 juxtaposition of the pain and the pleasure. It's amazing. Sometimes when I masturbate, I do go inside with maybe two fingers. Mm-hmm. I think recently the, the played around with putting a finger in my ass just to oh. see. Uh-huh. It was nice. But at the time I didn't, I did, when I did it, I hadn't actually trimmed my fingernails. I was like, okay, well, next time I have to do that.
1: <laughs> I feel like, especially for starting out, like that's something that I definitely have to like have in order The more that I've gotten into my asshole, the longer my nails can grow is what I've noticed. (laughs) But if I'm with a partner, I still trim, trim, trim. Have you explored your asshole in any other ways? So, yeah, very recently. And this is with
0: the exploratory session, the UX session that I just had with my partner. I bought loads of stuff because I wanted to explore his butt. Because I've always had this fantasy of pegging, not always, but um, I wanted to peg a man. I've always wanted to peg a man. Because When I was married, I was with a guy who was very controlling, um, and that's why we split up. Mm-hmm. But I mentioned it to him. I said, oh, you better be careful, because he, he, I think, um, was the first askasm I ever had. He, we were on the stairs in his apartment, and yeah, we were on the stairs, and I was, wow, it was amazing. It was like one of the most intense orgasms I'd ever had.
1: Oh, <laughs> how can you describe you were on the stairs? Like, what kind of stairs? Yeah. So, yeah, just carpeted stairs
0: going in an apartment, just any regular stairs. We were near the bottom of the stairs. Mm -hmm. And he turned me over. He's very forceful, which I love. Mm -hmm. Turned me over and just went for it. I went, oh, my God, this is amazing. (laughs) Oh, my God, there's so many things around this. I could just go, oh, my God. There's so many things around the firsts that I could talk about. Yeah, tell us. So the first time I had anal sex. I wasn't prepared for it. I wasn't ready for it. I didn't even know it was a thing. I was 19, and I went out on a date, the very first date, I think, with this guy who was 29, and I'd met him at college, or so I was doing summer classes at a college. It was also the first time I had frog legs, and I thought, oh, those are gross. But anyway, um, (laughs) it just makes me, so anal sex makes me think of frog legs. (laughs) But anyway so he, he went out and and he took me back to his place I think it was and he just jumped me when we got in the door he, you know we were kissing and he like we took clothes off and he had sex we had vaginal sex and I, it was just weird it was it just happened it like sex just happened to me my whole life sex has just happened to me um, and this is just another example of it and then he flips me over and he's taught he's saying all sorts of stuff but I'm just like what the hell's going on on and he flips me over and he shoves his oh my god he shoves his cock in my ass and I'm just like ow okay that really hurts oh my god that hurts and he you know he did his business he came and all that stuff and when he was done he rolled back over and he's like I'm trying to hug me and everything and I was like okay well I gotta go I'll see you later bye and that was the last time I saw that guy I went (sighs) home and I tried to douche my butt with vaginal douche I would it scared me to death I thought oh my god Uh, I'm gonna get something I I had no idea I didn't know if he had a condom I couldn't see everything was happening so fast it just scared the hell out of me so I was like "Mm, yeah no (laughs) I don't want to do that that hurt and then yeah so the next time I think I had anal sex was with my now ex-husband and I loved it with him I loved loved it loved it loved it loved it and now the guy I'm with so going back to the UX section, I keep saying section.
1: <laughs> I love it.
0: <laughs> okay. Before me, he'd never done any kink, anything. He'd never done anal stuff, nothing. So I bought a fieldo. Mm-hmm. So like I got this and I got him a butt plug and it was like one of those little bitty butt plugs and I gave him a butt plug. So this is actually before the, this session happened, but I gave him a butt plug, tried to get him to do that. Get him used to that, and then one day I think I pushed him too hard because because one day I was just we were in bed and he was doming me, but I'm the way I'm wired is if I even get even so much of an inkling that you're losing your confidence, Mm -hmm. I will switch heartbeat and I will dom. Yeah, so that's how I so sometimes I'll switch on different days. Sometimes I can switch right there in the moment, and with him it happens. So I was like. You're not doing this right. I didn't say that to him, but yeah, like, yeah. hmm. do you? Do I think I, I think I need to show you how to fuck you, fuck me in the ass, kind of thing? So let me do this. He, he, and he said yes, mistress.
1: Oh, <laughs> I love that. So you guys are in sync about the switch too. Yeah, and he he just he'll know.
0: He just does it because he knows when he's fading. Yeah, and I, and there's another really um amazing story I have to tell you about this, but I want to finish this one. Okay. So I went in and i got my field and and i put it in and i said all right so let me just show you this is how you fuck someone in the ass and i just ra- i didn't ram it up there but i went and i pulled him apart and you know gently got the lube and squeezed it in and you know rubbed my fingers and thumbs trying to get in there i was i was so excited because it was my first time i, yeah. Yeah. I was like oh, i really wanted to just ram it in there but i knew i couldn't because i know how it feels when it does yes, yes 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 uh, uh, I eased it in gently and I was checking. I said, are you How's that feel? Like, okay. I said, are you right. Yeah. He was just making, he was being very vocal, which he's not vocal at all, but he was being very vocal, which is why I was like, are you okay? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I did it. I kept going. I kept going. I didn't go in very far. because It was, you know, his first time. Totally. And he, afterwards I said, how was that? You know, I pulled out and everything, cleaned him up and, and Wiped him down. I went to the bathroom and got some stuff, and I cleaned his bottom for him. And um, I wiped everything off. And and we rolled back over and like just sort of laid together in bed. And I cuddled him because you know it was a thing. It was a thing that happened to him. And I said, "How was that?" He said, "Well, it wasn't horrible." He said, "I." Was worried that I was going to shit everywhere, yeah. and I said, "Yeah, it feels like that. It's going to feel like that, but you won't. And if it does happen, it doesn't matter because we yes. can clean it up. It's fine." Yes, yes. So yeah, he was just so worried about that, and I thought, "Oh, don't worry." I said, "I've been doing it for a while. It's never happened to me. Yeah. I've never had any mess at all." But that's me, and yeah. not you. I appreciate that you're a different person. Yeah. So yeah, he said, "He said I would like to try it again." And I, when we started going out, I said, "I am a three bite person." I will take three bites of something before I say I don't like it. Yes, so I, I, I love that way of saying it. Yeah, I said, I encourage you to do the same thing. Yeah. So with this, this was your first time. Since, you know, after the first one, you're not saying no, that's a good sign. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So in the exploratory session, I, before that, to, to prepare for it, I went and bought a whole bunch of stuff. Like I bought him this prostate massager cock ring that goes around and it has like 10 different settings i thought oh he's gonna like that (laughs) that's so cool uh i got anal beads and and i got what was the other thing there was something else that that i got i can't remember what it was but i bought a butt plug and i like to be filled and that was my first ever butt plug Mm. so i got the biggest one i could find (laughs) but i I, will not the biggest one i could find but you know it was a big heavy metal one yeah the ones that you talked about Love, love and it I was looking for a rabbit tail, but I couldn't find one that was the right girth. Mm -hmm. So I wound up getting, I think, a long kind of cat, fluffy cat tail. It looked it's really pretty. Yeah. Uh,
1: I just ordered one. I'm waiting for it to arrive. Like when I go back to Los Angeles, I think it's going to be a white place. Oh, cool. So I put that in before
0: he arrived and I had, I did my makeup. Like, have you seen the 100? No. So, oh my God, they have the most like the warrior girls have the coolest makeup. And so I did my makeup like one of these girls. So it was like basically like this black war paint with <gasps> drips kind of coming down long one on my left cheek and the on the cheek and then in the middle. Yeah. Oh, like so that. cool. So I did my makeup like that. He wasn't expecting anything else because one of the instructions was it doesn't matter what you wear because it's all going to wind up on the floor anyway. <laughs> yes. Oh, <laughs> well, speaking of when I give instructions or when we give instructions, it's always make sure you do this, make sure you're clean, take f- freshly showered. Sometimes he'll tell me to put in my Benoit balls 30 minutes before he yes. arrives. In this particular instance, I two of the instructions I gave him was, one, make sure you empty your bowels because I knew he was worried about that. Yeah. And two, anything weird the night before, like no Indian curries, nothing, yes. just, just normal plain <laughs> food. That's what sort of I knew he was going to be super worried about shitting the bed. Yeah. Yeah so he he comes over and all the stuff the pictures are the papers on the wall and the first thing i do is tie him up i put him in a a, what's called a karada, but the actual proper term is a hishi shibari which is a full body harness it's the one it's the diamond harness that (sighs) that you see everybody and he loved it he i have pictures oh my gosh if i can show you the picture he looked like I wish you could see his face. His face—he just looked like he was in the most sweetest subspace ever. Oh. And, and his talk is rock hard, and he's just there. Oh my god, this is amazing. That's <laughs> Brilliant. So cool. When when you do it, if when you're pulling the rope, you always pull it so that it vibrates around wherever the, else the rope is around the body and so when you incorporate their cock and balls into it then whenever you pull a rope through especially when you're pulling it through to get to done it vibrates like oh nobody's my god it. yeah he's really sensitive just like i am and so he's really responsive and so he moans and he's oh you know he does all that stuff and i'm like oh this is amazing so many people have told me that i'm really responsive and they're like oh my god i wish i could have more lovers like you or more lovers that are re- as responsive as you are mm so started off with that and then we moved on I took I untied him because untying is also very sensual because yeah. you're still pulling through did that and then I found his wrists and he loved he'd never been tied up before he's like oh my god this is amazing yeah. so when we did the feet at the end that was the first thing he said oh my god tie me up again he recently yesterday a couple of days ago was like could you please tie me up again oh my god he's such
1: a rope funny now i love it Oh, so but, cute. lovers we are going to take a quick pause for a word from our sponsor and they have given me notes to do a sultry female voice so i'm very excited and i'm going to do my best did you know the flora app is a safe place to open up embrace your desires and find like-minded people this is the story of one couple who found the threesome of their dreams discovered a new level of shared passion and stepped into a whole other realm of possibilities, all thanks to Fleur. As life's routines settled in, Robert and Lucy found themselves yearning to explore uncharted territories. So they downloaded Fleur and embarked upon a thrilling journey of sensual experimentation, learning more about each other's desires in the process. Open-minded and adventurous, Robert and Lucy dreamt of adding a new dimension to their intimacy, sharing the touch of another woman, being witnessed and connecting in a way that transcends the ordinary. In Fleur's diverse and accepting community, Lucy connected with Emily, a babe craving the same experiences. So they invited Robert to the conversation. The chemistry built and anticipation heightened as they exchanged messages until finally their agreed upon date night arrived. A gorgeous hotel was the setting for their evening of pleasure, passion, and connection, a shared exploration that fulfilled each party's desires. Fleur app celebrates the beauty of open minded connections. It's a platform where fantasies come to life and desires are embraced without judgment. For couples seeking adventure with others or individuals keen on exploring, Floor invites us all to a world where every desire is a possibility waiting to unfold. Download Floor now, express your desires freely, and find like-minded people today.
0: When we got out of bed, I tied him up. And I then got the anal beads because I wanted him to come quickly Mm -hmm. so that could pull the anal beads out while he was coming because if I get him to come quickly I know his body if I get him to come quickly he'll he's more likely to stay hard so that I don't have to waste wait forever for him to get hard again oh I was sucking his cock yeah so I'm like I could talk about blowjobs and my technique at this at this time as well so in this moment and what I'd like to do with him especially is because he's so sensitive and he's actually the first guy that's ever shaved his balls I've never seen a guy shave balls before and I was like what the hell but now I like it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> so he's lying on the bed and I put the gel and put the anal beads in and of course I'm asking him I said did, I tell him everything I show him everything Said, so this is what I'm going to do to you is that okay yes so everything just assumed from now on that I've asked him and, and he said okay so put the anal beads in and I start licking his balls he's lying on his back in the bed with his legs spray and I, I will always force his legs open because it's almost like I'm eating pussy and it drives him fucking wild love that because I go down underneath with my tongue the perineum I do yeah. that when I do that he squirms and goes oh <laughs> and then I lick his balls like I'm licking pussy and you know some, I'll suck on them and sometimes I'll squeeze on them with really hard and then I'll work my way up the shaft and take what I what you know that whole way back in the day I, I don't know if they did this but the Taco Bell had a Commercial where they had taco neck, everybody was taco. <laughs> so I taco neck him basically, and I suck along the shaft that way, sideways. And while I'm doing that, I flick with my tongue the the rigid most part of it, and then when I get to the the frenulum, lick very gently, very gently because it he loves soft touches. And then I'll either play with his perineum and his balls, or his balls, or squeeze him, or whatever. And then I'll work my way to the tip. I'll swirl my tongue around the tip very gently because that starts, this is just getting him warmed up, yeah. right? He's getting really hard like this really fast. And then I suck on the tip. And while I'm doing that, I start stroking his, the shaft with my other hand and twisting it. And he can take a lot. Like Regina, he can take a lot. His cock can take a lot. So I suck on his cock like a vacuum cleaner. I am not kidding you. I have come away from obsession. With a hickey on my the top of my mouth because it, it's so, so sore because oh I suck gosh. that hard. Oh, my god! <laughs> but he loved the pain and the pleasure. So I'm like, hey, you're perfect for me. <laughs> <laughs> when I got him close enough to come, I pulled, I knew I'd get him to come quickly like that. Yeah. So I pulled the beads out as he came. And he was really vocal at that point, which he, like I said, he's not yeah. really that vocal. I kept going, and I one of my things is cock milking. I love milking his cock, and he loves it as well. So um, I just kept going, and he, you know, just kept stroking and stroking and stroking to get him hard again. And then I put in his prostate massager and the cock switch. and I turned it on. And I turned it on, and he just went. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you could see. It's, it was yeah. so funny. And I kept going to different settings, mm-hmm. and I'd ask. I said, do you like that? Oh, you like that, don't you? And um, We do dirty talk a lot, yeah. and a lot of our dirty talk sometimes will be fantasies. Yeah. In this particular instance, it was just, oh, you like that? Ooh, somebody's getting excited, you know, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. When I got to this one setting, I was trying different settings, and I was kind of making a mental note of which settings were which. I think it's like setting number seven where it goes. It pulses in the front, then it goes in the middle, then it goes in the back, and then the whole thing bu- vibrates. When that one happens, He goes, ooh, and you should have seen his face. His eyes are rolling back, and he had his hands up by, well, he had his hands up by his his face because his wrists were bound. Yes. He was just like (laughs) shaking his eyes. (sighs) Oh, my God. When you do a UX interview with a user, you ask them to speak everything out loud. Mm. And so I did, was one of my instructions. I said, make sure you tell me everything that you're experiencing out loud so that we can get to know your body and what you like and what you don't like that sort of thing and I asked him in this moment I said do you like that he couldn't string two words together he couldn't say a word it was amazing (laughs) he loved it he absolutely loved it also while I was giving him a blow job uh, something else I like to do is I'll freeze grapes ahead of time Uh and I'll have them out We always have ice or water on the bedside table that's our we always do that. Yes. But I had grapes there for cold play. No, not the band. Grape <laughs> <laughs> right in my mouth and I'll suck his cock like that. I'll rub it up and down like that on the shaft. As while I'm doing all the other things, I'll s I'll and when it gets warm, I'll bite it uh-huh. in half. Oh my so God. the inside mm-hmm. it again. So it's that intense cold sensation
1: again. He loves that. That, I love doing. That's
0: one of my favorite things to do. Oh, my Um, God.
1: I have grapes in my freezer right now. I just need someone with a cock or a pussy. I just need a lover. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how that would feel on a pussy. That'd be fun. (laughs) That'd be fun
2: to try, yeah. Yeah. Really?
0: So, yeah, and I'll we'll feed because our sessions will go from anywhere six to ten hours. We have a joke if he leaves earlier than we usually finish, before midnight, Mm -hmm. I'll say. You're leaving, and it's still today.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's great.
0: What else? At the end of the session, I had him go, and I had little smiley faces, or little emoji sticky notes. I said, we're going to go through each thing, and just on a scale of one to seven, how did you find it? What was your anxiety like about this before, and what is it now? So his anxiety about anal, I think, was probably up there like a five, Mm -hmm. and then afterwards it was a complete zero. (gasps) When when I had the prostate massager on his, on the setting that did the front the middle and the back and everything what you know put a smiley face next to that so his was it it ranged in oh my god I really really hate that so a super frowny face to oh my god yes (laughs) and so I got nearly almost everything he put up there was an oh my god yes face um especially and especially the prostate massage those were the two biggie ones the biggies that he keeps talking about that was a good session that's Uh,
1: so genius that's such a great yeah. way of setting up an exploration of a human being. And did you just get that idea from the work that you do? Yeah, I just thought, oh, that's, that'll be cool. That's I don't, why don't I <laughs> <up?"> <laughs> Do you guys also play with safe words? Is that part of your kink dynamic? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Our red is Piccadilly and we don't use red because I use colors a lot in mm. my vocalizations, like talking about, oh, how thick, how red you're, you know, red, and sometimes yeah. the only out as red and it's not that i'm meaning to say stop it's that i'm just picturing how red the tip of your cock is or how purple you know whatever mm. color yeah yeah we do that and it's so funny because he can never remember it he's always he always says paddington or so it's always <laughs> starts with a p so as if, if it comes out and it's a p and it's more than one syllable then i know what you mean yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's made me use mine once no okay. twice okay and the only reason I use it is because I live in an apartment and I was about to scream my head off with uh-huh. whatever he yep. was doing. Yep. God I can't piss off the neighbors. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> How did you initially get into kink?
0: So we've been dating for three years. Before that, I didn't really explore it. I like I said earlier, I knew there was something there, but I didn't know what. Mm-hmm. And kinky, when I was growing up, kinky was just a word that meant something to do with sex. Mm. That's all it to be i didn't realize that there were foot fetishes and yeah. psycho and all this other what the hell oh, oh my god, god. like nettle play well yeah don't don't go looking at pictures of metal play i know you're going to but don't do it, oh. <laughs> it looks
1: cool. like stinging and, nettles uh, yes oh no, yes. no no no
2: no
0: yeah there, i've seen pictures of people you know with this they have spread your vagina or pussy open or whatever of the <laughs> Yeah. And they shoved the nettles down in. I saw one picture of this girl with pine cone, pine needles in there. I was like, man, okay, that's a bit much for me. I don't want to yuck your yum, but I yeah. could that um, It must
1: be amazing, but I couldn't do that. That is not my yum. That's, I mean, not, yeah. not yet. I, I don't see the path that gets me there, but, you know. <laughs> but it,
0: like I said, kink wasn't, it was just a thing that meant sex. So when I was married, we got a collar. So a, a big thick padded white collar yeah. with big thick padded cuffs it was made of leather and we were in Texas at the time so the the pad, the leather was amazing yeah. and it had this white leash and that was it you know we had that we got it and we didn't really know what to do with it because we were just like okay so I'll put this on and I'll wear this and he didn't really know what to do with it yes. with me yes. yes so we really do it stayed in the box after the second time we used it because we didn't mm. do anything and there was a the mention of, you know, once he he would have anal sex with me. And I said to him one day, I was feeling a bit bratty, I suppose, before I was a brat. And I said to him, yeah, well, I might just turn around and do that to you one day. He's like, yep, go for it. And I couldn't. I couldn't bring myself to buy anything. And it was because he was so controlling. And there were so many big red flags in mm-hmm. that relationship. It's just I wanted to. To explore with him but I just felt like I couldn't do it for a long time maybe like the last couple of years of our relationship I was starting to become very asexual I didn't have anything to do with sex nothing so and after like like a good maybe six years or so after or five years or so after we got divorced I wasn't interested in anything I mean I could be in a room with drop dead gorgeous person and just be like oh my god you're absolutely amazing I would I would love to to want to have sex with you yeah
2: yeah,
0: you know it wasn't on my radar at all and then I got on a Christian dating app because I thought I'm gonna be good I'm gonna I'm going to church I'm gonna be good I'm gonna just I'm gonna find a man because that was the thing for me when I was when I was younger and yes my sisters my sisters are both you know, met, happily married and one in particular to an amazing man and they're Christian and, and I just was like I want what they have yeah and I thought if I find a Christian man that would you know do that then I would be straight and narrow sexually
2: mm. and
0: everything would be fine all this and so I said okay I'm gonna get on a Christian dating site I'm gonna find a guy and that's how I met the guy I'm with
1: now oh, on a Christian stop, date really okay I was gonna ask oh my god I, that makes me so happy first time
0: we went out I just you know he was a nice guy and I'm like yeah okay he's fine it's fine this is what I want he he didn't float my boat in any particular way you know and he seemed rather desperate when he asked me so would you like to do this again and I said yes he goes really and I'm like oh maybe I shouldn't have said yes you know that kind of thing but I was like yeah sure whatever and I because I said I'm a three bite kind of person yeah. three bites and... so we went out and uh, we go to bars and everything and hang out and we'll just go for walks and he was really nice, really romantic. Um, he's quite a bit older than I am. He's like nine years older than me. Okay. But to look at him, you would think he was even older than that. Okay. Because <laughs> he carries himself like an old man. And mm. I'm like, oh, my God. When, I think we'd been on maybe four, four or five dates or whatever, and he said, I want to be boyfriend and girlfriend. I'm like, okay. It, it just sounded so high school. We're, We're totally. Boyfriend and girlfriend, 50-something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we sat down at my house, once before this date and i wrote down on a piece of paper the word vanilla and i said what does this mean to you and he's like oh it's like a sweet flavor kind of thing i said and i wrote down chocolate He says, what does that mean to you flavor and i said okay and i think i wrote down the word submissive or dumb i I can't remember it was one of those Mm -hmm. kink terms and then he was like oh okay submissive that sort of thing so then i started explaining to him i said I think I would like to try to have a dominant, submissive, a BDSM relationship with you. How do you feel about that? He said, Okay, I've never done anything like that before. I said, Do you think you're a dominant or a submissive? And he said, Dominant. And I just I I laughed because <laughs> yep. <just> like, no. <laughs> okay, we'll go with that. And that's when he picked his name and I and I asked him what his favorite animal was and he said cat. So his, his name is Neko which is Japanese for cat. Yeah. So that's kind of how we, we broached the subject. And then we went out on a date and I said, do you remember that thing we were talking about chocolate and we were sitting really close to each other at a bar? And I said, well, how dirty do you like your chocolate? And I said that to him in his ear. And he was like, ooh, really dirty. So we went home. We He's like, let's go now. So we, <laughs> we got five place. On the way there, I said, all right, here's how it's going to work. I will take the lead for a while to show you the ropes, even though i would never done it. But I had done all this research and I knew what I wanted. So I'll take the lead for a while and I'll show you how to be a dominant. And said, when we get home, you are going to go to your room. That's going to be your command. Go to your room. And here's what you're going to do. You're going to go into the bathroom and I'll have already laid out like towels and stuff for him. Go into the bathroom. You're going to wash your cock. You're going to wash your balls, you're going to wash your ass, you're going to wash your ears, inside, out, behind, and be clean. Then you're going to go into the bedroom, and you're going to knee on the floor in front of the bed, face to the bed. I said, do you understand? He said, yes, yes, I said, okay. So we got home, and I said, go to your room. And when he was doing that, I was getting rep- prepared in the in the kitchen, because I only have a one-bedroom house and uh-huh. one bathroom, and that's it. I had to get, like, cleaned up in the kitchen. <laughs> go so in there and I'm clean up and I walk and I'm waiting. Oh, and I get the uh, the last instruction was to let me know when you're ready by saying I'm ready, mistress. And I'm waiting like 20 minutes has gone by and I'm going, what is he doing? So I go and I open the bathroom door and he's sitting in there. He's sitting on like I have this a cubby and he's sitting on it. And I said, what are you doing? And he said, I was I was waiting for you, mistress. I said, no, the instruction was to let me know that you're ready go in the room and he's oh, sorry mistress and he's like oh already he's fucked up and he was just he was so nervous he was shaking you could see he was visibly trembling he was so nervous so I had on a white shirt that I wore for work mm-hmm. took that and I had black panties on and I didn't have anything else on I just had that and I walked in and said stand up and so I made him at the time, I had a bed where you could put your feet between the bed, the mattress and the and the box ring. So I said, stand up. I inspected him. I made him stand with his feet sandwiched between the mattress and the box spring, And I said, hold on to the top of the ceiling. And I said, you're going to do um, calf raises until I tell you to stop. And you're going to count. And while he was doing that, I was jacking him off.
1: <laughs> oh my God, you're so creative and amazing. I mean, was all this just from your research, or was it also like your brain infusing things? Well, this is me
0: being adaptive and he'd been telling me that he wanted to lose weight and he wanted to get more exercise in. I said, mm-hmm. okay, fine. So the first session was him exercising. And I was doing, you know, fitness DOM, I guess, if you want to call
1: it that. <laughs> <Yes! And> he- <laughs> absolutely terrifying he was so nervous it was so funny oh my god that's
0: amazing it was so much fun another me being adaptive for him because you know he's still new to all of this he is in his head a lot and Mm -hmm. he struggles with child dysfunction so that was the first night we did was the first night we had sex with him was me doming him and saying go to your room was like so no wonder he was kind of like oh my god totally (laughs) But he, you know, that was the first time that it ever happened to him. He'd never not been able to get it up before. So I think I just intimidated the camera. I
1: mean, it's like a hugely anxiety inducing situation. But I also just love the fact that he went with it. Because I know, you know, I know some lovers I've had would definitely opt out. You know, that it's not that level. So there, that to me also speaks to trust and curiosity and like the desire to explore. And I just love that. Yeah. Yeah,
0: and we, because we'd been on a few days, we, yeah. and this was probably, I think we started seeing each other in October, and this was January that this happened. So it was okay. our first, second like, experience in January. So there's months of preparation. Wow. But then, yeah, but he's in his head a lot. And mm-hmm. he, because he, he was married for 28 years and had been divorced for five and not been with anybody in that time, and like yeah. the end of his marriage was crap. So it'd been a long, long time. And so he got used to just fantasizing and, and masturbating. And it was difficult for for him to do that. But I I noticed that when, and he even told me, he said that when he masturbates, his dick gets really hard. And I'm like, okay, well, let's do that. So one of the sessions that I created was he had to write three fantasies. One of them was about a person that he didn't know, but had seen like a barista Mm
2: -hmm.
0: when he did know, like maybe somebody he worked with and then me. And he had to write them, and he had to commit them to memory and tell them to me. And so when he came over that night, I was on my period, so I wasn't going to do anything anyway. Mm-hmm. But stressed to the nines, I have these, like, eight, six-inch heel boots, these pleaser boots with buckles yeah. all over. Yes. He, he and I are the same height without shoes. Mm-hmm. And so I'm towering over him. Mm-hmm. And when I opened, she's like, oh, my God. <laughs> and I had this black, like, leather thing i can't even explain it to you but anyway so i had him in my room and this is uh here's a tip for everybody water-based lubricant you don't have to keep adding more lube just add water to it and it lasts forever Amazing. so yeah so i had already prepared i had lube the lube was warmed up and it was sitting in warm water and i i used that water to reactivate the lube as i went but anyway i had him come in i inspected him i turned him around blindfolded him bound his hands behind his back sat down in front of him actually I didn't blindfold him just yet because I mean he needed to see the whole experience that is me yeah. and uh, <laughs> so then I blindfolded him for the first two stories because I know how in his head he gets and while he was telling me the stories I was jacking him up and I was making noises and asking him questions about the girls in the story as we went kind of enhancing his experience and yeah. I said can you see, can you see in your mind what does it feel like? Tell me. And I kind of interrupted and all that sort of stuff. So then when, and he was standing for most of this, but he got so excited that he had to stop. One of my rules is you have to tell me if you're going to come. And that goes both ways. So I will tell him, he will coming. And I said, Oh, when he got so excited, he said, Oh, I'm going to come. So I stopped. I said, good boy. And then uh, continued. And then at one point he got, during the second story, he got so excited he couldn't stand up anymore. So I got a pillow and he was on his knees in front of me. He's still blindfolded. I'm still jacking him off. And then I eased up as the story ended. And I've, you know, you know, just the motion with the story. Yeah. When he got to the story that involved me, I took his blindfold off and I made him look at me.
1: Oh, that's so because, hot.
0: You know, that is hard for him to do yep. because he always uses yep. his eye. He doesn't need a blindfold, but I just wanted to make sure. I said, now you've got to look at me. And he was telling me the story at the end of it. He said that one was the most vivid one. He said that one was the one that was the hottest for him because he could see me. He could feel me and he could see everything happening in his head as he was telling the story and any sounds that he's like, if he would tell me that I was doing something, I would say, I would give a moan in that moment, you know, kind of participate in the story. Yeah. So that was that was pretty cool. He really enjoyed that.
1: (laughs) Holy fuck. You are so full of so many good stories. What do you hope Mm. for your sexual self going forward? I want to travel the world going to
0: all the really cool dungeons and pink events and stuff like that. I want to get really good at being a Dom because I don't feel like I'm good at it. I recently signed up to Madam Storm's Mistress Training. I did that online. That was fun. Yeah. (laughs) I think the thing is, I'm I'm hung up in my head about scenes and creating a scene. Because in my head, I think a scene has to be scripted. You have to come up with a scene. You've got to write it. You've
1: got to give everybody Mm. heads up in advance and all this stuff. But it doesn't necessarily have to be. My master used to write out our scenes ahead of time. And he told me that every time... When he's with me, there's always an element of the energy in the moment that takes over. So there's like preparation and then you let go. And then that's where the beautiful, creative, hot moments happen. And I Mm -hmm. think that's also what I've tried to bring into interviews when I'm talking to people. You know, I go through phases where I I learn that when I try to control it, it usually isn't quite as like full and unique and beautiful for the person. But I also hear you in terms of like my own wanting to be prepared and have the confidence to do all the things so oh I'm so excited to hear how yeah. all of that progresses oh, oh no I'm excited <laughs>
0: <laughs> just a quick run through my my first ever threesome was a devil's threesome and I had literally just had sex with my boyfriend and I went downstairs to do rounds I was an RA and there were two other RAs male RAs down there and they were like, oh, when you're done with rounds, come to the weight room. I was like, okay, so I'll go to the weight room, and they're there. And they, like, one's in front, one's in front. It was just, whoa! This is what I mean. Sex just happens to me. It was like, dude, okay, sure, whatever. Because I, I had literally yeah. just finished having sex with my boyfriend. And, oh, so the whole conversation about having, you know, being monogamous and do you have conversations about sex and, and, and all this stuff never really came up because I never planned on being the non-monogamous type, it yeah. just happened. And so he and I had this understanding, I was like, I'll, I will always tell you if I cheat on you. Yeah. He's like, you know what? I'm fine with it. As long as I get my time with you, I don't care. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Whoa. So, you know, I, not that I ever wanted to go out and cheat on him. Yeah. It was just you know, when it happened. Oh yeah. So my first cake event was filth. And I went to that in March of 2018. I went by myself. And that was the first time I got spanked <gasps> properly. The first time I actually got ever got spanked by this guy And he was really cool because he stood next to me he approached me I was and he's because we were watching a demonstration of somebody on the cross mm. and he was like hey and then we watched this other couple spanking and I was like oh I'd like to try that and he said okay well let me know. I know and so he would talk me through what they were doing and um explain it to me and so when they were done he said would you like to go and try it and I said yes. Yeah. So we went over there and he spanked me and he spanked me for a long time with his bare hand and people were watching and I saw that people were watching and I was like, oh, this is the most amazing thing ever. Oh my
2: gosh, (laughs) that's
0: awesome. Yeah, he just, when when I was done, I was done and went back over to the place that we were standing and this one girl I had been talking to before was there. She said, how was it? And I said, oh my God, it was amazing. And everybody was like, oh. People kept coming up to to me throughout the night, going, "Oh my god, we were worried that we were because you were taking some pretty tough stuff." <laughs> and it was my first time. Yeah. like, you're not a badass. It do I It's such a good feeling. It was amazing. And oh, oh, it, it was so cool because it was a Disney theme, and I went as Mater from
1: Cars. <laughs> <laughs> I adore you, a la- a yellow lager. Picture. Yes, please send me a picture, Mater. Oh, Cars. <laughs> your picture is so funny.
0: Because I had on a corset, like a steampunk corset, and I had, I cut out his teeth out of poster board, and I hung them for a chain, and I drew his eyes on my breast, but you couldn't see my nipples, because I had one of those corsets. I had the shoulder straps, and then I had a hook hanging from, a toe hook hanging from my ponytail. Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> oh, I fell in love with a woman for the first time at summer camp. Um There was
0: a Russian girl, she had red hair, and I'll have a thing for redheaded women. It was her first experience with a woman, it was, yeah, and I... Yeah, this, oh, we used to go sneak up into the cabins up in the hills and and have sex or oral sex that sort of thing. First time given a handjob was at a party. I was a wallflower in high school, oh, and it was at a friend's birthday party. I think it was. And this guy, this high school senior, he saw me and took pity on me and took me to this car and showed me what to do. And he, I think he got a little frustrated with me because I wasn't doing it right. He's like, no. Twist it. I'm like, okay. <laughs> twist it. Okay. Wow. So that's why I incorporate twisting when I do, and or give jobs and stuff like that. But yeah. So I went to Torture Garden and I took my current partner to that. That was the first time he'd ever been to anything like that. As I said, he's vanilla. He loved it so much that he bought tickets to the next one. And I was really kind of not wanting to go because I wanted to go to the one that's in London because the one <gasps> we went to was in a local one. Oh my god, this is hilarious. Where they have the one here is in a secret location, so you can't know where it is. That's but it's because it, it's used, the, the place is used for other things. Mm-hmm. And the very next day, I went with my church members to her birthday party at this location. And I'm. Was- <laughs> if you knew what I was doing in the room just above you, because they had a place. Because <laughs> <laughs> this is what I'm still knowing in the church, right? Because I took that one of our first dates. Is amazing. I took in the to church to. With, like the christian christmas thing oh my gosh so this is why i'm so like in the closet with all this because like oh my yeah. god anybody knew totally but it was just the funniest thing it's like dude if you even knew what happened on the seat you're sitting on <laughs>
1: oh my gosh that is so funny
0: i've had so much fun in the three years that i've been exploring kink it's just been amazing Fet life I've been on, I got a FetLife account. I met a guy. Oh, my God. You know, there's loads and loads and loads of things that I could tell you about. Just one random thing that happened recently. There's a guy on FetLife who messaged me. He is a dom, he says. And he has a picture. His profile picture is a field. And then all the other pictures that he's got on FetLife are of women. And my pictures of FetLife are all of me. Mm-hmm. They're all like some of them are completely naked. Some of them are mouth, and I don't show my face, Mm -hmm. uh, except for the one I show my face, but it's blurred, so you can't see my face. And so he's like, oh, message me on kick. So I'll go over to Kick and he asks me to send him a picture, because he likes to see who he's talking to. He's like, well, I said, but I don't send face pics because of the line of work I'm in. Mm -hmm. And he said, oh, it's not like I'm asking for a naked picture. Oh, hello, (laughs) Fetly. You've already seen naked pictures. And he goes, you could be anyone. I said, dude, I could say the same to you. Yeah. Your, your profile, the feet Yeah, and then he, he goes, "Well, I'm gladly send you a face picture." And I was like, "I don't really feel the need for one right now." Yeah. The very nice thing he wrote was, "Bye." I was like,
1: dude. I'm <laughs> Chill, always man. so impressed when people actually meet people through Fat Life. Yeah, I've got a couple of people.
0: One of the guys I met at a oh my god, I went to a femdom event. It's called Club Pedestal in London. And I met a submissive there. And this is the first time I ever experienced a man wearing women's underwear. And he was wearing these red lace panties. And
1: I absolutely loved it. I thought, I didn't know I liked that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. If you could go back in time and give younger you a piece of sex advice, what age would you pick? And what would you say? I would pick age five and say,
0: if the boy asks you anything, just say, no, I don't want to do that. (laughs) Because I think that that shaped my entire relationship with sex mm. and people. Because I don't, I don't have, I feel like I can't make friends because the way I relate to the world is sexually. And it took me a long time to come to terms with that and to realize that. So I don't make friends easily. And the friends that I do make are the ones that I've probably already had sex with. <laughs> <laughs> I can relate to you. I think I would have been a very different person because I'm very introverted, but I have extroverted tendencies. So yep. any of my yep. friends, my closest friends, they'd, if I told them I was shy or introvert, they'd be like, "Yeah, whatever. No, you're not." Yep. But I really, really am. And I think I would have been a very different person if I hadn't been introduced to the shameful side of sex. I guess if I had a sex-positive life, I probably would be very different.
1: Hmm. Do you have a sex question for me?
0: Yeah. So. First of all, I just want to say thank you so much for doing this and exploring and learning about sexuality and and stuff in a public forum because it's brave. It's so amazing. And thank you so much for speaking people like me. Thank you. A question I had is more, do you have, like I was explaining how I have some things that I do in the beginning, instructions and things like that. But when you have a sexual session with somebody, are there any rituals or protocols that you use in the beginning? Do you have, I'm doing your thing where I'm asking a million questions. I'm going to totally,
1: (laughs) totally. But also I can see like the many different legs of this question. So I'll answer what comes to mind and feel free to investigate further. So for my personal self, I love taking long, luxurious baths where I, you know, scrub myself and wash my hair, which is not something I do regularly because there's not very much of it, you know. And uh, <laughs> and I make sure my, you know, my nails are... Like, I love to feel smooth and soft and clean and lotion. And I just love baths. Like, for me, it's it helps me transition into the sensual headspace of feeling fully prepared for someone. Now, I will say, over the past few years, I've primarily had sex with my master. And that's been, you know, an off-and-on relationship, And he used to give me more instructions prior to him. And now our relationship is changing in texture based on his bandwidth, basically. And so I don't tend to sometimes instructions ahead of time, but mostly I'm choosing them for myself. And it's very, yeah, the bath is kind of the main thing. And some days I'll put on makeup. Some days I won't. You know, I usually do. I don't really wear clothes, but I usually have a kimono or a robe and I, <gasps> and I, you know. That's, I was going to say my fashion of choice at the moment, especially for my mistress character, yeah. is kimonos and corsets.
0: Ooh. I'll wear a corset over a kimono and just sort of drape it off. And I have a little rabbit yeah.
1: or <gasps> of made of leather. Oh, my God. I would love to see a picture of that if you would I'll like finish. to send it. I would love that. Yeah. And so yeah. I just have kimonos from this company, Kim and Ono. But they're very, you know, they're very beautiful. They're very... And I i love them. And that makes me feel really sensual. In the wintertime, it's usually my, like, mm-hmm. thicker robe. And then I put on tall socks and whatever, whatever. And I dream of some of the ritual and the preparation and someone telling me. Oh, as I heard you talk, I was like, I want to tell someone that. So... Maybe there's a switch side oh. in me to explore. I don't know.
2: We'll
1: oh. <laughs> see. Oh, that would be cool. I'd love to hear that story. <laughs> uh, well, I'll definitely share it if I get there. <laughs> Jez, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you very much for having me. <laughs> Lovely humans. Thank you for listening. If you appreciate the work that I put into this podcast, I would love it if you took the time to leave us five stars and a nice review wherever you get your podcast, especially Spotify since last year's troll attack on our ratings is still affecting our ability to be found via search. (laughs) I do love getting to know you and hearing your stories and meeting you lovely humans in real life. And remember, if you want to collaborate, apply to be a guest or leave us a single story voice memo via xstoriespodcast.com or sexstoriespodcast.com. Sex stories are always going to be my favorite, but now I also have question lists for love, friendship, dating, relationships, marriage, divorce, secrets, and so much more so that we can learn about connection through each other's experiences. I fucking love getting your emails and voice memos and receiving thoughtful noodle messages. It truly is hearing from you that fuels this work for me. And if you want to go deeper with me, get to know me, and support this podcast in meaningful, concrete ways, find me on Patreon, OnlyFans, FetLife, Venmo, Cash App, and all social media platforms at Yolee, or work with me privately for photo and video shoots, relationship support, creative breakthrough sessions, and retreats. yolicom slash links is where you can find the list of all the ways to play with me, and the link is in the description below. Thank you for joining me to spread ripples of love, to co-create a world where taking care of each other is the norm. Thank you for spoiling and inspiring me with your stories and your support. Please take care of yourselves, take care of each other, And remember to share stories in the name of lovely human connection.